last year was a, a bunch of firsts for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so this year we have a bunch of players that know what he's looking for, a bunch of players that have played together. And so I feel like this year is going to be the year. But to each his own, if people want to keep looking at everywhere else, they can keep looking everywhere else. But I think this year is going to be huge for us. Hey everyone, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA edition. I'm so happy you're here for today's conversation because this is a fun one. We have the 2022 WNBA Rookie of the Year, Ryan Howard. She had a successful career at Kentucky, was the number one draft pick last year, and immediately went down to Atlanta and made an impact for the dream. Now, as she enters her sophomore season, she's feeling ready to go and excited to continue playing the game she loves. She is hoping for a few days off, though, from coach after playing in Italy this offseason, where she still was for this conversation. Today, we talk about her rookie season, and she gives some advice to those entering the league We talk about her family's influence on her love of the game and growth in the game. She remembers her time in high school, the community, and some lessons from coach, some silly, some serious. Plus, she lets us in on how she likes to de-stress. This one surprised me, but super fun. Ryan's busy. She's still in Italy for this conversation, and so I appreciate her taking the time and enjoy this one. Ryan, welcome to, to the show here. We are just a couple of weeks away from your second WNBA season. And right now you're in Italy. So first we need to talk about how the season there is going and, and how you're feeling right now. It's going great. Actually, we're, we just reached the final series. So we're in the Italian championships um, against Bologna, who also has my teammate Cheyenne. Um, so that'll be great. But, you know, it's been a long season and we're just happy that we've made it this far. Absolutely. And this has been a whirlwind, I think, of a year for you. I mean, just about a year ago, right, was the draft. You went from Kentucky to Atlanta and then immediately to Italy. So do you feel do you feel ready to go back into another W season? Are you wishing you had a little bit of a break? Like how how's your mental right now? Um, right now I'm I feel pretty prepared. You know, I've been taking care of my body, getting treatment. Um, over here, it's like you have to focus on that because, you know, it's really big. You know, you don't have the same type of stuff you have in the States. And so I'm assuming that coach will give me a few days when I get back. But um, my love for the game will probably, you know, get me back in it as soon as possible. Absolutely. And what has been the biggest difference? You know, a lot of W players talk about that transition from the draft from college to the pros is really, really quick. So what was the biggest difference for you going from college to the W and then the W to overseas? Like what were the toughest parts about those transitions? Um, I think from college to the W was, you know, it was quick. We didn't, you know, our class didn't have as much time as this class has because it was like we had to be there ASAP. Um, But along with that, it was just the physicality. And so Mm -hmm. then from the W to over here, it kind of prepared me, but, you know, they'll put people in just to, you know, foul you, just to be physical with you, um, just to toughen you up, to take you out of your game. But I think I've done well with adjusting to that, mm-hmm. you know, style of play and not be able to, you know, use it going forward in all of my years. So last season, I mean, there was a lot of hype around you, first round pick, first draft overall. Um, you immediately go to the dream and the expectation that, you know, they brought you on to make an immediate impact. 
and you did. <laughs> there was no doubt about that. You earned rookie of the year. Did you know that that your impact was going to be that big? Actually, I mean, I knew that, you know, expectations would be high, you know, mm-hmm. as it would be for anyone who's coming in at number one or even coming in and making the team, period. But um, I didn't expect it to be as much of a way as it was. But, you know, my coaches and, you know, my teammates, they were always with me, like, every step of the way. So it wasn't, like, weighing me down. It was more like we all had the weight as a collective. Yeah. And so you guys had this really consistent mindset last year. Um, Where did that come from? Was it the vets that brought that? Was it the coaching staff? Where did that really um, stem from? Um, It came from coach C, you know, she was, it was her first year there as well. And so when she came in, we had our meeting before training camp, she set this, set the tone right then and there. And, you know, we were all like, okay, like we can get behind that. And, you know, she's done big things that we all want to do and we all want to accomplish. And so we had no, you know, other reason to not want to follow her lead. And so, you know, when she did that, we were all like, okay, like, let's do it. We got things to accomplish. We got goals to reach and stuff like that. What was the biggest lesson you learned from some of the veterans on the team? Uh, I would say, you know, just don't dwell on, you know, what happened um, in the past. You know, you, you never lose. You always learn. So. I love that. My dad says that all the time and I roll my eyes when he says it. And I'm like, you're kind of right though. <laughs> we did just lose, but I guess. <laughs> and so I want to bring that, bring it back to kind of your upbringing in the sport. Cause you found it early. Your mom was your coach. Um, you played with your brother. Do you think that you'd be where you are today? If you didn't have, if the passion wasn't kind of from your born from your family? Um, I don't think so because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I played pretty much every other sport. And so basketball always was the favorite just because everybody in my family had played and everybody had such a high opinion on it and like pushed for, you know, me to always come back to that. And like whatever other sport I did, it was for basketball, like track was to stay in shape for basketball. Um, So I definitely think that, you know, if I didn't have that um, like experience from my family, then it wouldn't be, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> do you ever lean on your mom now for, for pointers or for like, if something happens or, or is it strictly like, I like to call them emotional support moms. <laughs> um, it just depends. Sometimes I'll be like, like, what am I doing? Like, I'll look up at her in the stands. Like I always have to know where she's sitting. I'll look up at her and she's like, if my shot's off, she's like, you're shooting flat or like blah, blah. Um, but sometimes like she knows if I don't want to hear it and then she's just there for emotional support. Well, that's amazing to have, to have someone who recognizes when you need what you also, I know, go back to Lexington. How do you think that your experience in Kentucky shaped the player that you are? Um, you know, you had coaches like LZ and Mitchell and Butts and coach Amber Smith, three out of those four had, you know, been around Pat Summit. So they've obviously seen great players. They've obviously learned how to coach great players, played with other great players, And so I knew that listening to them and just working hard and always taking in what they're telling me instead of like taking it in, letting it go out, you know, how you usually do when somebody's, you know, your nerves, but um, just taking that in and using it and always being receptive to what they had to say and what they see and always, you know, being the first one to ask for help, like, okay, what do I need to change? What do I need to keep getting better at? 
um, and just using that and taking it with me. Talking about being receptive, I think that's something that can be really challenging, especially in your rookie season, right? Because you want, there's this balance between learning and growing, but also kind of showing up and being like, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm good. So how do you balance kind of this? Um, I don't want to call it arrogance, but this confidence, maybe this confidence and then the humility to be really good, but also to learn to get better. If that makes sense. Um, yes. So this year, like, um, obviously I believed in myself that I could do a lot more than what I did, but I didn't want to take away from what we had as a team. So if I felt like I could, you know, play one-on-one then I would do it. And then everybody be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Or if something that happened, they'd be like, all right, like let's move the ball more. And then I would come back to it after, you know, we, everybody's touched the ball or something like that. That's amazing. That's like, that's every coach's dream is to have a player like that. Um, I also read talking about your team and, and the chemistry, I, Haley Jones is coming to join you guys. I know that you guys are buddies. Um, and she also said you have their hand, your handshake picked out and you have one with everyone on the team. Is that true? Yes. Tell me more that, about this. Where does this come from? <laughs> so again, from being over here actually, but I do like to have handshakes. I feel like it creates an extra bond with your teammates that you can take to the court just to show that you're with them. And I just, I'm just strictly here for basketball with you. Like we're sisters now, like we're part of a family away from your other family. Um, and so I knew that I would have handshakes for everybody. And so I just took the time, just go ahead and start coming up with it. Cause I knew once I got to Atlanta, it'd be quick. I love that. Do you have a favorite one or can you not tell us? Cause can, can we not pick favorites here? Uh, do I have a favorite? I don't know yet. Okay. Okay. We'll revisit this and then I'll tell you if I have a favorite. Amazing. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> um, I also, so like you mentioned there is that I feel like a unique thing about the W is that most players have the passion for the game. They're good. They're successful. They're, you know, you're, you're doing what you're doing, but there's mm -hmm. also these outside interests that you all have, and you're exploring those and you're sharing those. Um, a couple questions here, but first, what's your favorite way to spend time with your teammates off the court? Oh, uh, just really whatever. I just love to be around my teammates. So, you know, if we want to go last year for my birthday, like it was my birthday. And then a few days later, it was Erica Wheeler and um, Monique Billings birthday. So we all went bowling like this is before we even had a team set. And so it was just great to go out and, you know, go ahead and build that chemistry. But, you know, we could go see a movie. We could go hang out somebody's house. I know Mo's already invited people over to her house. Just anything that you're doing to build bonds, really. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then um, I also saw that you're an artist and I wanted, I want to know more about that. What type of art and where did that passion come from? Um, Mainly drawing. I don't like to color my drawings in fun fact. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like I already did the hard part. Like I'll give it to somebody else to color, but I nine times out of 10, I will not be coloring it. Um, but I do like to paint sometimes, or I do like to do like physical art, like diamond painting or something like that. Um, I just always been in that, especially like when I was younger, I was really being into origami. And so I'd always be like folding paper. I'd make my mom buy the little origami squares and just like make a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and so then like, that's just where it came from. I would go on YouTube and like watch videos and stuff. Is it relaxing for you? Is this like a way to 
to unwind and de-stress? Yes. Okay. Because like when you're doing that, you're in your own little world. Like you don't hear anything outside or just mm-hmm. you can put some music on or something, but just some alone time. That's awesome. And so what are you drawing? Like what? Um, like people, animals, plants? I, I don't like plants. <laughs> I don't like flowers. I don't like plants, but I will draw them, but that's not my favorite. But mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm probably drawing cartoons just because they're quicker and easier. Okay. Um, what's your favorite SpongeBob character to draw? Uh, I'll probably say Sandy. Okay. Not SpongeBob. <laughs> I, I always get frustrated when I draw SpongeBob. So bringing it back to, to the W into the league and specifically to the dream, I know in your Players' Tribune piece that you said when it clicks, it's going to be scary. What will it take for, or what, what, what will it mean for it to click this season for you guys? I think this year, like we have that experience, you know, last year was a, a bunch of firsts for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so this year we have a bunch of players that know what he's looking for, a bunch of players that have played together. And so I feel like this year is going to be the year, but they just on if people want to keep looking at everywhere else, they can keep looking everywhere else. But I think this year is going to be huge for us. Um, I can feel the, the chemistry that we already have, even through the group chats that we have. Who is the funniest on your group chat? Me. You. I'm the funniest. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I was texting in a group, like just a random thought. I was like, would y'all make fun of me if I were my Heelys in the airport? They're all Did like, you? no, I wouldn't make fun of you, but you know, just don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Don't fall. Don't go, don't go or getting our get best player hurt. Um, so are you gonna wear your Heelys in the in the airport? Yeah, probably because it'd just be a lot of walking sometimes. <laughs> hey, I see people, you know, on their scooters in the city here, and I'm like, you've got something like that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's smart. As someone who had a very successful rookie season, what is your best piece of advice to these players um, as they come in to to start their professional career? Um, I would say. You know, everyone is just as good as you are now. And so it's going to be way harder than, you know, what you've seen in college. It's going to, people are going to actually want to pick on you because you're a rookie. Um, and so whatever you are doing, don't stray away from that. Keep doing it. Keep getting better at it while also getting better at your weaknesses too, because those are going to be heightened. Like they're going to come out more, um, especially with like, you know, it's, it's only 144 spots in the W. So People are going to study you like the back of their hands and they're going to make sure that, you know, you are on your P's and Q's. And so how do you maintain consistency and like not get too high and not get too low in those moments, knowing that um, there are people that are studying you Mm -hmm. and, you know, if there's a, if there's a tough game and something doesn't go as you want, how do you stay here instead of the, the roller coaster? Um, when I was in high school, actually, my high school coach, Jason Ruder, he would always say, um, your low is not as low as it seems and your high is not as high as it seems. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're high, like you can always get higher. Whenever you're low, you can always get lower, but you don't want to do that. That's a really great piece of advice. Did did it click in the moment then in high school or is that something that you reflect back on and, and understand now? I think I understand it more now than I did because, you know, it's funny that I mentioned him because he always had a whole bunch of sayings. Um, most of his sayings consisted of like, 
don't just stand there like you're standing like a bump on a pickle or like (laughs) don't get the cart in front of the horse like just stuff like that um but when he did decide to do like some meaningful ones it was be stuff like that and your jersey was retired at your high school uh what was that moment like for you it was just great first it was just great to be back because like that was when I was in college you know you don't get a lot of breaks and so Mm -hmm. just to be able to get a break and go back and you know when it's a rival game, see your jersey get put in the rafters is great. And especially with, you know, the love that I have and the love that everybody in that city has for me. Um, it just felt very warm and felt like I was still there and will always still be there. Yeah. And you absolutely will. And I know that you're, you're making them proud and, you know, just here too, for you here, what are your goals? Um, you know, you earned rookie of the year huge accomplishment do you have personal goals for this year and then beyond in the league um yeah so I would say the next step would be you know MVP they don't do like a second year player of the year so (laughs) next step will obviously be you know MVP or if even if I can can do that it'd be like first team uh, WNBA or defensive team Mm -hmm. um but I like to do my goals based off how we do as a team because obviously, like most of the times, they won't look at you if your team's not succeeding. And so all of my goals will be based on however I can help my team. You know, we, we mentioned off the top that you're in Italy right now and you're playing overseas. Do you think that this is something that you'll do again? Do you think that you'll stay back in the States next year? Um, does AU sound appealing? Athletes Unlimited sound appealing at all? Um, kind of what's your your take on that right now? Um, I know for sure next year I will be taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as overseas, I'm kind of more on the no side, uh, but I feel like I'd be more open to like a partial season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure about AU yet. Yeah. It looks you don't fun. have to make any commitments now. We're focused on one <laughs> season at a time. We're going, we're going into 2023. That's all we care about right now. <laughs> Curious when you look at this season, um, how will you measure success? Success. Our season compared to our season the year before, not how we do against any other team. Mm-hmm. It's always us against us. When you look back on your career, and I and when I mean career, I mean growing up in high school <laughs> and, and college, not just this last year, but are there moments that you look back on that you remember saying or thinking this is this is the end or I can't do this anymore and now you have gratitude when you look back on those moments? Um, yeah, I think... My junior year, my junior year of college uh, was very tough for me. Um, I think I was a little bit depressed. Um, and so, like, I I got to a point where I didn't want to play. And I just, like, it was just so much pressure being put on me, like, from everywhere, like, inside the room, outside the room. Like, everywhere is being pressure put on me. And, you know, everybody was just like, well, you need to keep going. Like, you need to keep doing this. And, like, mm-hmm. it had very few people actually saying, like, are you okay? And you know, being on that team, I was a leader. And so they're all looking at me as well. So I couldn't really, you know, have a bad day. Um, but now that I look back at it, it definitely, you know, for my senior year, it showed me how resilient I am and how like I can always push through. Um, like it could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. Like now that I look back at it, it could have been much worse than what it was. Um, but I ended up getting through it. So how do you protect your mental health now? Um, now I, like, if you aren't in my circle, like if you aren't around me, 
aren't trying to help me, then I really don't care what you have to say. And Amen I stay into that. <laughs> I try not to get on a lot of social media. Like I'll get on every now and then, but um, everybody's always like, well, you need to be more socially active. So I'll get on there just for a little bit. Um, but back then, like I just, I couldn't go on it because, you know, I would get into reading the comments and doing all this and wanting to interact. Um, but now like, if you're not with me, you're against me. Simple as that. I love that. I love that perspective. You're, you're dishing out some good stuff here, Ryan. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Finally, looking at the league and how it's grown in just the last few years and kind of the trajectory that it's on right now is great. Um, what do you think is the biggest misconception about the league for people, you know, who aren't familiar with it? I think that, you know, because we're still on the up and up and that we don't get a lot of TV time. I think people are like, thinking that it's like super boring and like not interesting at all. Like we just go out there very fundamental, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, somebody new always watches like, oh my gosh, like this is my first time watching that. I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's really it because, you know, a lot of people around me think that women's basketball is, you know, more entertaining than men's because, you know, we actually, you have people that actually want to play defense. You have people that actually, you know, can you, they can be shifty. They can score. Like the only thing we can't do that the men can do is dunk. So. I couldn't agree with everything that you just said more. And I will tell you how many, the amount of people that watched March madness that watched the W last year would come up and say, they're like more skilled than the men. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When little girls watch you play and come up to you and say, I want to be like you, Ryan. I want to play for Kentucky. I want to play in the WNBA. How does that make you feel? Like, do you recognize the impact that you're having on this next generation? Uh, yes, it, it feels very heartwarming. And it like, as soon as they say that, we're like, they have their head bent upside down. They're like, have my little shirt on. I'm like, come on, let's take a picture. Um, <laughs> but it's just great. And then you know, their parents always come up and like, she's always in the gym. Like she always watches all of your games. She, you know, has all of this. Um, I'm like, that is great. And you are a great parent for, you know, supporting our dreams. It's really fun to see parents supporting them too. Um, Cause I know just about every player that I talk to credits their family for the support. And so to see parents then encouraging them to watch you guys, to talk to you guys, to um, have role models like you is, is really awesome. Um, final question for you. I ask everyone this on your tough days. What is your mantra that gets you through <sighs> my tough days? A lot, a lot of my tough days. I just take a nap really, but, um, I would say, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of SpongeBob. So if I just watch some SpongeBob, I'll be good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, Ryan, to, to chat. Um, best of luck this season. Ryan and the Dream kick off their season Saturday, May 20th against the Dallas Wings. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Remember, you can listen to more player conversations right here on the podcast platform or watch the WNBA interviews and more on the NBC Sports Boston YouTube page. There's tons over there. All right, that does it for me. I'll catch you guys next time.